the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Mark Honf is off today. And Patty Cohen of Compass Realty. Our phone hey. number is... Hi, Patty. Um, our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack dating certificate given during given away during this show. And that certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And today's trivia theme is movies. We know you guys like movies, especially since we haven't been able to go out to the movies. Um, oh, man. Actually, the, aren't dri- drive-in movies kind of coming back now? Yeah. You know... Can I tell you what the top grossing movie was? I think it was last month, one weekend. Uh, the top grossing movie. Do you want to guess? No idea. Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Oh, so wow. Because it was the most uh, widely uh, shown movie at the drive-ins across the country. And, gotcha. and so it took the top billing 30 oh, years later <laughs> or whatever. Is that amazing? No, as in 30 years, has it? No, no, not quite. But anyway, it's close enough. All right, uh, Patty, uh, what do you got for us? What's going on in real estate? Well, it is certifiably the fastest moving market in history. If you look at the actual statistics of how fast days on the market, this is it. I've never been so busy, and I love it. It's a great time to be a seller. Um, But that being said, it's it's crazy. Um, A lot of things have been impacted by the pandemic. Um, uh, You know, so for example, what, okay, what is busy? How do you define it? How do we compare it from last year? Here's a couple of examples Um, regarding, this is on track for closings in August, 2020 compared to um, 19. And when I say on track, you pretty much know what's going to close. So, for example, um, the lowest that's off track is um, Silicon Valley, 22% down. The highest is um, Sonoma Valley, 62% higher than last year. Well, everybody's moving out of the city and out of the business areas when they realize they can work from home and they're going to the suburbs. Exactly. And the city itself is 1% up. And and you sort of wonder why. Well, because people are selling their houses. Somebody's buying them. Um, Let's look at those numbers in six months. You know, and but people are still, they're moving out. You know, and so for example, um, Marin County 
is 14% up. Um, yeah, I mean, Napa's up 14. Yeah. Um, now, get ready again, because with the fires in Sonoma and Napa, it's right. horrible. That yeah. Then that, all, that changes things, too. You get a lot more people that are displaced, and they start buying homes in the flats, or they, they need something. Mm-hmm. They're victims. They're fire victims. They're hospital down. Yeah. So that's going to happen. <laughs> Yeah. What do you move to? <laughs> Let's move to the to Sonoma. Oh, there's fires. Let's move to the coast. There's flooding, climate change. <laughs> now that's, that's crazy. I know. Wow. So ridiculous. You no, know, we're seeing it here too. We're seeing you know loan demand on purchase, uh, you know purchase loans, uh, with our bridge loan especially. It's uh, picked up just in since mid July or even early July. It's uh, picked up so much, and we have so many people who are actually coming to us proactively, borrowers who are hearing about our bridge loan or referral, you know, real estate agents are saying, hey, listen, I need to get pre-approved before I even start looking for for a property because I want to go in with my best foot forward. I have a home to sell and I need to make this uh, this offer non-contingent. So, you know, non-contingent meaning, you know, without some sale contingency. Uh, because I'm competing against, you know, now whatever ten other buyers, yeah, and many are all cash or have no sale contingency, can close quickly. By the way, my my house is already packed up. My moving van's right outside the the seller's house, and I'm ready to move in tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I mean, I don't know what kind of strategies work for trying to win in this environment if you don't have all cash or well, you're not willing be, to go yeah. over. Okay, so that's going yeah. to be our uh, uh, email question for Patty uh, in the next segment, yeah. uh, where it's going to be uh, with the market heating up, what can I do to get ahead of my competition for buying? And yeah. so we'll answer that in the next segment. Uh, let's see, before we cut to a break, um, also uh, Nam's uh, email question that comes in that he'll answer also next time is, uh, how can your new fund, this is the one that was announced, I think it was last week, called the Pacific Southwest Note Fund. Uh, how, you mentioned how can you afford to pay a preferred return of 9%. So the Pacific Private Money has a new fund out that's paying a preferred return of 9% with a target yield of 12 plus percent. So you're not going to want to miss the uh, next segment. All right, we are going to cut to our first commercial break here. Uh, who, excuse me, who, who, what was the name of the movie starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson where the fish he was dealing with made Jaws look like a guppy. All right? <laughs> call 888-912-1190. The first caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. Uh, that's our trivia question. Is uh, the name of the movie uh, starring Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, where the fish he was dealing with made Jaws, i.e. the movie Jaws, uh, look like a guppy. All right. And uh, then let's see, actually, we got time to mention this too. Half Moon Bay Kayak Company. Discover the world of sea kayaking, paddle boarding, and biking in Half Moon Bay. Uh, They have single and double uh, kayaks, wide variety of stand-up paddle boards, and many different bikes to suit your needs, which you can use to bike the famous Half Moon Bay Coastal Trail. Call them at 650-773-6101 or go to hmbkayak.com for more details. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing will be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. 
That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fon and Patty Cohen. Our first trivia question was, uh, what was the name of the movie starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, where the fish he was dealing with made Jaws look like a guppy? Hmm. Moana. Moana. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like Moana. Yeah, no, no. Megalodon. Which oh, was, Megalodon. Yeah. If you, oh, that was a hit. Yeah, that was a, that was a huge, a huge fish. Um, All right. uh, Let's see here. Patty, uh, an email comes in for you that says, with the market heating up, what can I do to get ahead of the competition uh, for buying? It's a great question. And heating up is an understatement. It's sizzling red hot. And honestly, like Pacific private money is more than ever a good resource for people because in general, in a, in a lukewarm market, sellers are not going to take a contingency sale. But now you're dealing with people that have cash that will remove their contingencies that will close in 10 days. So that's your competition. And people will re, you know, write a little love note, but it only goes so far. Yeah. And right. so, you know, if you can get, um, loan. Some people are, are still have a loan and they don't have a house to sell, but they have a loan contingency. A lot of people are not even bringing in a loan contingency. They're still getting a loan, but they're not making it contingent. So there's that. Um, they're not having, and these days, you know, 90% of the time we get inspections up front. So often buyers have zero contingencies. They are so dead into it. Um, do we recommend that? Not necessarily because there's things right. that come up. But again, if something does come up that's a material fact, you have three days from learning that fact to back out. So there's that. But anyway, um, so if you must, you know, if you if you really want to compete and you're not in those positions, then you go to a, a, a private money lender like Pacific Private Money and you get a bridge loan. And if you want that house, I mean, of course, what do you do? Number one, it's price. So, you know, you don't make an under asking offer when there's multiple offers and, and have no contingencies because you're competing with people that are in that same game that that went up. And I mean, not everything goes over asking. It's all about um, fair market value and what, um, you know, what's it, what's the value? Well, can I interrupt you for a second? Yeah. Um, actually, a few months ago, I bar- a borrower who was buying a, a house actually got a, a house that did have a couple of multiple offers over asking for 75,000 under asking because they use Pacific private money uh, to be able to close the loan and in, in, uh, close the transaction in 11 days. Wow. So the seller looked at it and said, you know, wow, an 11 day close. All right. Uh, I'm willing to take $75,000 less off of a, uh, you know, $2 million house. So yeah. Because I mean, yeah, when that- you get a loan with Pacific private money, you do not have to get a, you don't have to put in a loan contingency. It's, it's take it to the bank. If they say they're going to do it, they're going to yeah. do it. That's right. Yeah, and in that situation, the seller wanted certainty over, you know, shorter shorter close closing with certainty over a longer one, even if they were going to net a little bit more. But um, exactly. you know, in this market, are you seeing price appreciation? 
in uh, markets? I mean, what kind of appreciation are you seeing so far? Uh, Or maybe maybe list sale price over list price. Are you seeing like, you know, one hundred and two percent over list, or or what kind of? Um, It depends. I mean, the question is really: Are we? How are we? How are we pricing? Are we doing pre-COVID pricing to start out, and then where's end up going i think we're going to be uh, yes prices are going up have gone up already um yeah and often they do in the spring season so right now we're like sort of you know summer is the new spring we're sort of all it's already august it already started right getting slowing down slightly and i don't when i say slowing mm-hmm. down we're still on a you know at 11 on a scale of one to ten yeah. but you know it's interesting too, back in a couple of months and really understand that you know a lot of times people move before uh school starts to get all set if they're doing school via zoom they don't necessarily have to worry about moving right yeah yeah that's a good point so So, uh, do they just oh i was just gonna say so usually you have that little bit of a quiet period before like you were saying the second spring market comes in in like fall yeah. Um, do you think there's going to be this like slowdown gap, or do you think it's just going to continue on straight into fall and and then things slow down around you know before Thanksgiving? I I don't know. I mean, there's the four there's four key indicators also the election. And I don't think that's going right. to really make that much of a difference. Well, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows anything? Yeah. Number two, a vaccine. Who knows anything? Right? Um, the Heals Act. Where's that? How about all those people that are you know, going to be homeless and they don't have any money. And right. now we've got the convention and that's where all the focus is. But the Heals Act is not. Yeah. So there's that. These are and unprecedented times. Yeah, what's that? <laughs> These are unprecedented times. They really are. <laughs> so like, who knows if we're going to have like a, a you know, the hot, a hot Christmas season. Like what is Christmas anyway? Like, you know, yeah. really different. Like, so it's hard to predict. Yeah. So Patty, how do people get a hold of you if they have questions about real estate? Oh, I'm a Patty Cohn, C-O-H-N. I'm with Compass, and my phone number is 415-722-4842. My email is patty, P-A-T-T-I dot Cohn, C-O-H-N, at compass.com. Very good. Thank you. Uh, Nam, a question comes in, says, how can your new fund that you mentioned last week afford to pay a preferred return of 9%? Yeah, so they must be referring to the newest fund we have, which launched uh, August 1st, and that's the uh, Pacific Southwest Note Fund. Uh, and the Southwest part of it comes from the fact that uh, this note fund is is, design- is, is geared towards purchasing um, notes based in Texas starting out. Eventually, it's going to be the South and Southwest. But uh, the, the callers uh, or the email question is in regards to the 9% that uh, press that we're paying, uh, but the target is 9 to 12%. We can do that because, um, you know, it's, it's, this no fund is an interesting opportunity. Uh, number one, to, to give a little bit of background on why, uh, and what is a note fund or sell, seller carry back note. Um, you know, th- I think the stat is a third of the mortgages in the U.S. are done through sellers carrying back or, or providing the loan to the buyer. And this is largely outside of California, but the, um, these buyers are paying interest rates somewhere in the six, seven, eight, you know, 9% range, these sellers. And uh, over time, a lot of these sellers uh, no longer want to carry these notes. And so we've identified it or came up with an opportunity to purchase these at a discount 
Um, and so that discount plus the interest rate that the borrowers are already paying can yield a, an effective uh, rate, uh, preferred rate in this case of 9%. Uh, there's more to it, which we can probably jump into in the next segment, um, but um, this is a really interesting opportunity. It's starting to gain a lot of traction. We're getting a lot of interest in it. And probably in the next segment, we can describe it in a little, a little more detail. Okay. Uh, good. Let's see here. Let's uh, cut to our, uh, oh, how do people get a hold? They can get a hold of us by dialing 415-883-2150 or going to our website at www.pacificprivatemoney.com. Very good. Okay. We're going to cut to our second trivia question, which was in the movie Star Wars, what was the emperor's last name? And it was not, he has no clothes. Uh, call 888-912-1190. The first caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. Stay with us. You are listening to The Best of Investing. We are going to be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money and Patty Cohen of Compass Realty. Second trivia question. I gave this to Nam because I know he just loves Star Wars. In the movie Star Wars, what was the Emperor's last name? Palpatine? Palpatine, yes. I have no idea what that means, but yes, that is correct. <laughs> All right. Uh, by the way, Nam, do you have a deal of the week for us? I do. So actually, this, this deal of the week, yes, it's a, uh, another bridge loan scenario, but uh, a couple of interesting points. So, you know, at Pacific Private Money, we, we make uh, loans, and we spent the first segment talking about the bridge loans that uh, we are seeing an increase in. Um, and in this case, this is uh, not necessarily different, but it's a significant loan in, in, its, in that it's over $2 million. The property value is $3 million in the South Bay. And um, it was a, the borrower was uh, in the middle of a conventional loan. Um, but it fell through. And you know what? It, we said that at the beginning of COVID where a lot of conventional lenders sort oh, of pulled yeah. back non-QM, but it's actually still happening. Um, but on top of that, um, this borrower is a, um, a professional sports uh, athlete. Mm-hmm. And uh, why would somebody, professional sports athlete in a very, you know, uh, popular sport who makes essentially a half million or more a month need private money? Right. You think yeah. oh, they can get a loan all day long with with a bank and ultimately this person will be able to. But they came to us for speed. Um, actually, this wasn't a bridge loan. It's short term loan. So in effect, it's, you know, same same short term uh, term that they'll hold this loan, uh, just like uh, somebody who is getting a bridge loan. It'll be probably within six months. We'll get refinanced. But they came to us because of speed. Their bank uh, loan fell through. They were in escrow on a um, purchase. And they were referred to us by Pacific Private Money. Uh, when they showed us bank statements, we our jaws dropped because of how much they they have available, and we'll be able to refinance out um, you know out of us out of our loan into. But you know we came to the rescue uh, at the eleventh hour, as we often do uh, when somebody somebody's regular transaction, Mark likes to call it transactional distress, yeah. uh, when their bank transaction fell through. And that's really, you know, a large number of our borrowers 
come to us because of transactional distress. Something yeah. happened in the middle of a regular sale or purchase, and uh, they say, hey, Pacific Prime Money, can you help? Yes, we can help. It's going to you know, cost you nine plus percent, but there's no prepay penalty, and we can deliver with certainty. So can we close he'll give at five o'clock today? What's that? What's that? And can we close at five o'clock today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. That puts a lot of I say it and I can smile, but I'm not the one who's writing the underwriting the loan or writing the documents. So always need to give, you know, props to our actual team doing the work because uh they're the ones who get that call. Can you Well hopefully you, uh, uh he'll give you a, this person will give you a testimonial. That would be great. Yep. Or tickets. <laughs> yeah, or tickets. That's right. Yeah. Um, Patty, uh, there's um, some new rules going on. SB 1410. Yeah. Well, what, what is that about? Well, there's so much going on. And that's the other part about what, where we're going to be at with the economy. Because <clears throat> we were talking about, you know, all the deals, like, let's say the five deals I have right now, where are they going? Where are they going? And who's coming in? So the I'm referring to the eviction moratorium. How is that currently affecting the market? How will it affect the market? Um, I do believe to some extent we're insulated in the Bay Area. Um, So when I heard that 43% of the people struggling make the most, um, make less than $40,000 a year. It doesn't affect the Bay Area that much, but think about this. There's an eviction moratorium, meaning that, you know, and then we go back to the HEALS Act, like how are those people going to be helped? But if, you know, I've got a client now who uh, at one point owned eight properties and he said, I am selling as many as I possibly can Mm -hmm. because I don't want someone sitting in my house for 12 months to 18 months not paying rent with me having, and there's nothing I can do about it. So there's that. And at the same time, we still have people jumping in. And, um, you know, so how is that going to affect the market? It, will it affect the market? Part of it is the Heels Act. How are people going to be compensated? But there is an eviction at moratorium that has been extended until, uh, I think, September 15th. And then there's mm-hmm. SB um, 1410 that people need to find out more about. Um, so, and how will that how is that? How are things being affected now? Right now, people we're not that affected in the Bay Area. There's no one I talk to that say, "No, I, I have a vacancy," and they're not paying, except one person. And um, and I think that more people need to know about this because the person that I that said, "Oh, that just applies to commercial properties," doesn't it? He called for my advice, and I'm like, "No, it applies to every landlord." Yeah. So you know, it's yeah. not like landlords are the big bad guys that. Um, you know, Mr. Moneybags, they're mom and pops that are relying on that rental income of their one property to to live on or to retire yeah. on. So it's it's a mess. But right now, but I think it's mostly going to be in states like this. What I read that states like Florida, um, Nevada, um, and a couple of other southern states are going to, and Texas, I believe, too, also are going to be the most affected. So if you think about it, the incomes, um, essential workers, people that are in the restaurant business, all of these people are, are going to be affected. And, they, and if, if the government is not helping them, then they're not going to be able to pay their rent. And basically, the landlords are going to be helping them because they're going to yeah. be sitting there for who knows how long not paying rent. Yeah. So that's, you know, I, um, 
Oh, I was just going to say regarding that, uh, I think it was SB 1410. Um, a few things I've heard about it is that it is a bill that's trying to address both sides, both uh, tenants and landlords. Mm -hmm. So that, um, you know, on the tenant side, there would be, you know, an eviction moratorium uh, of, uh, you know, a certain number of months. It might be 12 months. And on the landlord side, um, they potentially could get tax credits that they could redeem uh, equal to the amount uh, that they, um, you know, didn't collect in rent. So, but the, I think the question is when they could start redeeming the credits. Yeah. And uh, what if they uh, don't in one it? article, you know, and what if they don't need, don't need it either? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, the other thing I read about it is that they maybe they could sell the tax credits. Oh. Um, but they would have to sell them at a, um, but they, you know, who would buy them at? par, maybe they sell them at a discount. So yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, that's Nothing like cash money. <laughs> cash money. Yeah. yeah. When I cut to our uh, next commercial break here, third trivia question is, and it's another star Wars question just for Nam. Who was the first <laughs> character to speak in the movie star Wars? All right. Call 888-912-1190. The first caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate in the movie star Wars. And I assume this is the, the the first one that came out in 1977, I think it was. Who was the first character to speak? All right, that's our trivia question. Stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The Best of Investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown here, along with Patty Cohen and Nam Fawn. Third trivia question another Star Wars one. Who was the first character to speak in Star Wars? C3PO. C3PO, that is correct. Uh, yay. yay! Okay, Noam, you wanted to ask Patty, uh, Go. Uh, you want to talk about an article and ask her some questions? Yeah, there was an article in Inman News, and it was the eight beliefs that sellers still have that are um, outdated. Mm. So, seller beliefs about, uh, you know, to maximize, I guess, their home sale. Um, number one, if I price it high, they will still come. Oh, God. Is that? <laughs> I guess not. Well, okay, so if everybody else is pricing it, <laughs> value or under, you're just going to help sell their, sell your competition. Yeah, good point. Yeah. And I mean, that's a really old school. I mean, even like 30 years, people have been saying that. It's usually, hate to say it, old white guys, but, um, <laughs> but that's like 30 years ago. And so some yeah. people, a few still believe it, but it's not true. Yeah. Yeah. So when you say, though, it'll only help the competition if you list yours high, um, what do you mean by that? That that other homes on the market in the same area? Yeah. Uh, it's just going to make their homes more attractive if they're priced better. I mean, and there's so little inventory these days. There's yeah. not a lot of competition, but it still happens where properties don't sell. So mm -hmm. you know, pricing is like water. It finds its level. So if yeah. you underprice it, it's going to find its level up. If you set it at market value, it's going to go there. But it, and now it's probably going to go up. Everything is going up. But anyway, but if you go significantly higher it, and it's on for 
longer than a New York minute, then it's it's not gonna it's not gonna be to their advantage. But then they you could have netted more. But you say if you yeah. price it right, I mean, how do you know what the price what the right price is? That is a great question because it's not a science, and especially in the Bay Area where you could have a four million dollar house next to a million five house. Yeah. But that's where you need a local experienced right. agent. Yeah. It's not even an appraiser; they ask the agents, you know, and you don't mm-hmm. look at the yeah, that's probably one of the main things. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. What was and the other? Another one is uh, I'm just gonna I'm not gonna go through all eight, but um, let's see. Why do I need to substantially improve my home before putting it on the market? It is what it is. <laughs> well, see, that's another really good question, and more than ever, it has changed. Like it all started maybe like I don't know when were people. HGTV, where they had before and afters, and they showed people how to do it. You could sit in your living room and get inspired. And people, and now, not so much all around the country, but here, everybody stages. So back to that, if you've got, you know, 10 homes and all of them are staged except one, you're going to not look pretty. It's kind of like walking out of the house the way you get out of bed versus (laughs) somebody else that's walking out and they're shining. You know, mm-hmm. so basically you got to put your best foot forward. You only get one first impression. And now more than ever, if you don't look good online, that's the first line of defense with excellent professional photos. You might not get that second look. So let, this, let me, let me pop, pop in here. Cause it's so funny how years ago and up until last year, uh, you know, it's always been kitchens and bathrooms, you know, that's the best money spent, you know, don't, don't invest in a pool. But kind of interestingly now, I don't know if it'd be smart to actually, you know, invest to build a pool, but a lot of people are moving to places because they, because there are pools, because you know, for social distancing, they can't go to the public pool. So I I mean, but would it be smart to invest money to build a pool to try to get- Again, like all of this, we don't know how long all this is going to last. I wouldn't, I mean, unless you want a pool, you know, but I mean, pool is the most searched term in real estate since the pandemic. Really? Especially in this heat. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The perfect. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, would it make sense? I mean, I don't know how much pools cost now. They got to cost at least 75000 on average, don't they? Yeah. I don't know. Like, probably. And it's, you know, and then you've got the landscaping and the, everything around it. So it, right. and it, it just depends. But yeah. Um, so is it still kitchens and bathrooms, the main thing? Kitchens and bathroom flooring. Like, you know, for a while, like, uh, this has been out for a long time, but you still see, like, different flooring in every room. And and it was like, oh, no, you must have carpet in the be- in the bedroom. Now it's hardwood floors throughout the entire place. And you can really change the look of your home that way, and that's well worth it. And, of course, hmm. painting and everything's white and all that. Yeah. Interesting. Here's another one. Every buyer who sees my home must want to buy it. <laughs> oh, I, <think. laughs> I was like, what? Uh, uh, so they think just because they have such great memories, buyers are going to pick up that vibe and want their house. Yeah. Or somebody walking through, I think probably more like at an open house. Every buyer who walks through probably wants to buy my house. Maybe coupled with the fact that, hey, I put in all of this work on it. And oftentimes it's just very, that kind of, updating was very specific to the seller's taste. So, you know, they think, well, I should get the value that I put into it. Uh, plus uh, the other one, which is, you know, everyone walking through, they're coming through for a reason to my open house. So they must, it must be because they're interested in it. 
Yeah, and it's so funny why people come and to, oh, first of all, we're not even having open houses anymore, but when we right. do, they don't sell houses. There, there are sometimes sellers who are thinking about selling and they want to see the competition. Sometimes they want to get decorating ideas, but I can tell you anything that we are going to recommend as a pre-sale uh, improvement you're going to get about a 300 return on investment. So if you're gonna put it, it depends on the purchase price, it depends how bad it looks to start, but it's on average, it's a 300 return. So if I ask somebody mm-hmm. to spend 10,000, they're gonna get 30 back. And hmm. really easy to do, and it's transformation. Wow, okay. Oh, you know, a lot of people want. Compass mm-hmm. concierge, I can front the money to people. So if a seller, I can front money to do all of those improvements and then they return it at um, close of escrow, interest-free, no fees, no penalties, nothing. We'll right. give you a debit service. You repay it at closing. Yeah. And, you know, and a lot of um, buyers who walk through homes, they, they are neighbors, you know, and just are looky-loos. Yeah. Um, they can help in your house, though, because they might know somebody, right? Does that happen? Absolutely. That's what they say. Or <laughs> No, and some people will tell you. Some people tell you uh, that they're that they're not looking to buy because they also don't think that they can yet because they have a home to sell. And that's yeah. still something that people these days still think because they're you know talking to a bank and they realize and the bank's going to tell them, oh, you can you can buy a house once you've sold yours, um, but not realizing that they can actually buy it before they sell theirs. Which again, yeah. not to. Not to promote our own bridge loan, but that's why we have that bridge loan in place to offer. Um, so you can go ahead and make that offer, move in, and then sell your existing, your departing residence. Yeah, um, that is the biggest problem people have is that you know have to sell before they buy. So that is yeah. the question. And there's uh, you know several hundred. I think it was um, something like seven hundred thousand homeowners in California who have either fifty percent or more equity in their home. and have been in their home for, you know, over five years. Um, The number of people who have been in their home 15 years and have 75% equity is like 320,000 in 11 of the major counties in California. So it's uh, still a lot of people who will be moving over the next decade. Yeah, I I don't know how the uh, stats have been for the fire, but uh, have there been a lot of homes lost yet, or is it just still wilderness? So so to speak. I think it's mostly wilderness. Wilderness. Okay. I'm just saying, stay down working. Stay with us. Uh, The Best of Investing will be back with some closing comments. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Phan and Patty Cohen. And no trivia question, but Patty, you have um, uh, some uh, economic news for us. Yeah, I mean, on a nation, nationwide, the economy, how, no one really knows, but John Burns Consulting is a really well-regarded firm, and I listened to a talk by John Burns, and here's some key points. Um, first of all, Congress and the Fed own the economy. It's basically, it's an, it's an artificial economy, mm-hmm. like it's an artificial, you know, 
recession. Um, the real economy is under significant duress, you know, negative 7 million uh, GDP, you know. Yeah. Uh, restaurants are operating at 35% of capacity. Bankruptcy filings are just getting started. This is what yeah. he's predicting. Um, retail leads the way. Now, of course, retail was a mess already, which leads us to the next point, which is commercial real estate is going to experience significant vacancy, you know, and they already have. Um, right. And then unlike 2008, it's the exact opposite. Housing is fueling or leading the recovery, and it's a limited supply. So it's not anything we don't already know, but when you put all those facts together, you realize, you know, it's a little bit artificial. We don't, we know, we don't know where it's going to go. And there's the four yeah. key pillars. What's going to happen there? Some interesting times ahead, that's for sure. School's starting back up, but everyone's uh, going to school remotely yeah. and uh, teachers and students alike. And um, elections coming up. Geez, this latter half of the year. Anyone want to try and make predictions? Nope. <laughs> no. I mean, <laughs> yeah. No. Hey, I want to mention that uh, we do have another fund information session coming oh, yeah. up. Um, that's uh, September 10th, so just around the corner. And this one, uh, you know, we've up till now, we've most of our fund information sessions have focused on the Pacific Private Money Fund, but this one will give equal billing to all the different ways investors can invest with uh, through Pacific Private Money Inc. Um, and there's five ways, four funds, and uh, you know, one one. Uh, you know, through individual trustees. So we'll go into detail on each one. We will give each one sort of equal billing. Um, it's exciting times. We have so many investors calling and asking how they can invest. Uh, and uh, each one has uh, different appeals. So you're going to want to uh, attend to the seminar. Uh, it's going to be, again, um, a web event. And it's going to be September 10th. We'll have it up on our website soon under events. You'll be able to register and learn all the different ways, um, probably starting with our foundational fund, the Pacific Private Money Fund, and then we'll go into the subsequent new funds that we've launched since uh, since April. How, how do people register? Yeah, they can call us, 415-883-2150, or they can go to our website, www.pacificprivatemoney.com, and go to the events page, Okay. Uh, and they can... Uh, actually, on the invest page, they can learn quite a bit uh, about it. But you know what? These sessions are so informative because we have a lot of sophisticated investors who attend these, and they always ask really good questions. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to learn a lot, stick around for the investor questions. And Patty, how do people get a hold of you if they're interested in like that concierge service you're mentioning? Yeah, um, I'm with Compass. I'm Patty Cohn at 415-722-4842 and email Patty, P-A-T-T-I dot Cone, C-O-H-N, at compass.com. All right. We're going to cut out. Here's our thoughts for the day. we got a few of them this time. Ever wonder whose cruel idea it was for the word lisp to have an S in it? <laughs> Not very nice. And uh, I'm feeling pretty proud of myself. The uh, Sesame Street puzzle I bought said three to five years. <laughs> it only took me 18 months to finish it. <laughs> and uh, I have a new T-shirt for when I'm riding my motorcycle. And it says, uh, if you can read this, my passenger fell off. 
<laughs> oh no! <laughs> That's funny. I like that one. You know what? It's only it's... funny until someone gets hurt, and then it's. Well, that, that is true. Yeah, Edward. We're supposed to. Edward, shame on you for, for <laughs> saying that one. <laughs> they, maybe they jumped off. I was I was right right driving too uh, too scary. All right, tune in yeah. next week to the best of investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes. We're answering trivia questions and adding some levity here. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. Wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to the best of investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this